Namaste. 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 I just wanted to say hello. Give a moment for people to jump on for the first transmission in a while. It's been a couple days and I've been so busy. I've never been so busy in my life working with our clients and helping people work with their triggers that I have not I've kind of been slacking in doing these transmissions Witness up sister this is a really good conversation I'm really glad that you're in this please stick around because not really getting this has actually cost you dearly I'm talking about the new black I'm talking about what people are starting to become very aware of and alert to that they haven't really been paying attention to because we've so been we've been so busy distracting ourselves that we're on this global time all of us and it's causing us to look at ourselves and realize the one skill that many of us have not taken the time to actually learn but is probably the most critical to become a human being in in becoming a well-rounded and healthy human being and that really is becoming better at loving this is really what I've observed in working in the healthcare field all of the plethora of signs and symptoms being a chiropractor and helping people on their healing journey as the years went on I had to really concede to the fact that the thing that people are really struggling with the most is this an ability an inability to regulate their emotions let me say that again an inability to regulate your emotions is your greatest constraint in your life good evening Marnie namaste my dear this is a very important conversation I'm just if you're just jumping on I was just talking about how busy I've been talking with clients people reaching out have been digesting some of this content and finally realizing that the one skill that they haven't taken the time to learn yet is probably foundational in becoming a uh, a human being like to to have a really great experience on life uh, in life in our temporary moment brief pause between birth and death this trajectory of 80 some odd years that go by in a heartbeat the thing that's going to be the most important thing to consider in your time here is how good you are at loving and the skill that we're all here to really learn is like about healing you want to learn about healing you want to learn about personal growth you want to learn about having better relationships you want to learn about prosperity all of these happen hey what's up Stephen what's up Jasmine all of these happen on the other side of becoming better at loving loving your children loving your partner loving yourself this is a skill that's not been taught if you had parents that didn't really love themselves what kind of an experience did you have of life take a moment and ask that question I'm gonna give you a moment and by the way this isn't just kinda of like scrolling on the toilet my commitment is every single transmission that you have that you pay attention to 
that if you just pay attention and drop in and actually do the work that I'm asking you to do, you will notice a complete shift in your nervous system. You will learn how to self-regulate simply by engaging with the question that I'm asking. And here's the question that I'm asking. What is the impact of your life of having parents that didn't love themselves fully? That weren't great at fully loving themselves? I'll tell you what the impact was for me. With a parent who doesn't fully love themselves, there's this feeling of a lack of safety that's happening in their body and a high level of anxiety and alertness. Hey, what's up, Caleb? This is a great this is a great question for you. Let me ask it again if you just jumped on. What's the impact of living a life when my parents didn't fully love themselves? I'll tell you what it was for me, and this isn't playing victim to my parents, it's just an observation. When somebody doesn't fully love themselves, they have a tendency to abandon themselves when they get triggered. Because there's no resource, when a trigger happens, it exposes their lack of safety and resource within themselves, causing them to react to that external stimuli that's outside of them, unknowingly, unconsciously downloading their unlovableness down to you. Just finished a group call with my clients and we do this twice a week where we do the work together to reconnect with ourselves and I do it's kind of like an emotional yoga class and what happened was one of the one of the participants she was really in a state of judgment for herself an hour or two before the call she cooked dinner for her kids and her I think it was an eight-year-old son dropped the plate and it shattered on the floor and just cracked and naturally what would happen to a mother who's stressed and dysregulated, she completely lost her shit on her kid and just completely just started screaming at him because it was like all this effort, this happened, the frightening thing came up. And on the call, when we went into some of the exercises, she started bursting in tears when we brought up this, this fact, which is everything that we're encountering right now in this moment is not happening from right now. Every trigger that comes into my face in this moment is not happening from this moment. It is a past unresolved, fragmented part of me that's waiting for me to go back and return and reconnect with him. And she saw an 11-year-old version of her that did the same thing at home, dropped the food, and her mother told her that or her father I'm not sure who who it was and our hearts were actually like listening and we were all really feeling it an 11 year old version of her that had dropped the food at, spilled you know her her dinner and the mother or father based on their reaction in that moment got her to get down on the floor with her spoon and eat it off the floor and what ended up happening was she didn't realize but when her son dropped that food, boom, that humiliated little 11-year-old blew up and started reacting. And in that moment, she was able to see who she was being in that moment wasn't really her. It was her
on her, go back and reparent that a little 11 year old and sit there and just join her and hold her and cry with her and say, I can see how humiliated you are. I can see how difficult that is. And what was, she was able to do in that moment after she was, she freaked out on her son because she's been participating for the last couple of weeks, she, ex she exploded on him, caught herself, then dropped to the floor, held him, and just they just cried there. And she consoled him and empathized and understood. And in the, in the group call, we gave her an opportunity to go back and love and connect with that disconnected 11-year-old that felt humiliated. We could all see her. She could see her. She reconnected with her, had a moment, and I said, and I gave her the coaching in front of everyone, and I said, what do you want to say to her? What is it that you'd like to say to her? And she said this, it's okay to make mistakes. It's totally okay to make mistakes. You are loved regardless. And I was like, ah, interesting. So I had her, this is part of the overview method, what each in the workshops and what we're doing on Wednesday night, helping people connect with that younger self that your child is bringing up. She scooped up that 11-year-old, brought her back to her, who was angry with her own son, and gave the same advice to herself as she did to her 11-year-old self. Does that make sense? Are you following that? So she was able to tell her parent, her mom self, from just a couple of hours ago, it's okay, we all make mistakes. No harm, no foul. I still love you. And she was able to give love to that guilty mother who felt so horrible for losing her shit in a very tense moment. And she was able to soothe even her and stop judging her. And the natural thought is, wait a second, if I soothe my angry, reactive mother that's inside, won't that make me more angry and reactive? Shouldn't I shame and blame her? And what she discovered was, no, it's a very paradoxical relationship. By actually seeing and loving and understanding that version of her, and she could see a mother that was reacting to an old trauma. And what we had her see was understanding equates to love. She could understand the reactivity of a mother's reacting to an old trauma. She was able to tell her current self the same advice that she gave her 11-year-old self, which is, we all make mistakes, I still love you. And in that moment where she was able to give herself love, her son walks in randomly, completely unannounced, and sat down next to her and gave her a hug in front of all of us. We could see it on the Zoom call. Excuse me. I'm really touched by this. We could all see it on the Zoom call. And in that moment, we could see, because of the work that she's doing, she's breaking that cycle of intergenerational trauma, trauma that has many versions of her who've grown up feeling ashamed feeling guilty, feeling punished for making little mistakes. And when she does something like that, she'll then continue to join in the self-punishment and join in the self-blame. And she was able to trigger proof, does not mean trigger less. She was able to see her trigger, spot it, and drop in and self-soothe 
and use the trigger as an access point to a deeper self-love from a wounded part of her past that's literally she's carrying with her the way we all are carrying our wounded past with us our our wounded pasts with us currently and our wounded pasts are in our faces every day our wounded pasts are showing up we're bumping up against it we're seeing relationships fall apart we're seeing health fall apart we're seeing a global epidemic of a mental health crisis that's emerging as these weeks of isolation and disconnection keep continuing health is starting to unravel people are feeling more anxiety than ever relationships are falling apart domestic violence cases are going up divorce rates are going up all simply because this stress it's like humanity is going through a stress test it's like when you have somebody with a heart condition you want to assess how healthy their heart is what do you do with them you tie them up you hook them up to a group of you know a, an apparatus that monitors their breathing that monitors the gas exchange that monitors their heart rate and they take this person and they put them on a treadmill and they stress out the heart to see how resilient and adaptive that heart is to external pressure well guess what you in this moment are going through a stress test from the universe and everything that's unhealed and all of your wounding and all of your unhealed parts and the plaque in the arteries of your unhealed heart are becoming evident right now and now presents itself a glorious opportunity to either keep burying your head in the sand like a lot of people are doing and blaming someone else and hoping for an external rescuer or a hero to come and rescue you or your or the other part of the people the other half of the people or I don't know half I don't know about the statistics I'm just making the numbers up it's a small percentage of people who are using this time to actually used to skills they never learned before so that they can then become beautifully equipped for a new world because this is a time of change and you're either sitting back sitting on yourself paralyzed in fear or you're using this time to dig deep to heal those old wounds so that you can come across on the other side and learn new skills that are going to be very useful in this new world especially in a new world where there will be an epidemic of mental health disorders where will you stand in that are you going to be equipped do you have the tools to be able to handle that is that these are the questions you must learn because what I've discovered and I've worked with people who are just barely scraping by single moms to multi gazillionaires to some famous people as well I've I've had the opportunity to actually work with people who are doing extremely well and they all have the same constraint guess what it is the constraint the main constraint in their lives is their inability to emotionally regulate in other words emotional regulation is the new black it's the skill 
that nobody ever taught you growing up. You only learned by watching your parents. You modeled after them unconsciously. It, it was nothing you most people valued in learning, and yet it is the one skill that by not knowing has caused the most damage in your life. I'm saying you because I'm talking about myself. And when you just realize that this is so critical, you stop looking outside of you and you start going, I'm going to be the one to take responsibility for creating that safety in my body. I'm going to be the one who's responsible for learning how to fully love and appreciate myself. That's the secret to becoming trigger-proof. Take a moment and ask yourself this question so that you can see how big this is. If your parents took the time to fully love themselves and heal their traumas, what difference would that have made in your life? I'd love to hear it. Take a moment. I'd love to, for you to write it out. Write it out. This is a very important question. If your parents made it a priority to abandon all of their excuses and to heal their wounded parts and to be good with each other so that you could feel their love for one another. You could feel an authentic connection between them. They mended their wounded selves. They worked through their stuff. They learned how to get authentic and have a conscious relationship. They took the time to make that a priority. What impact would that have had in your life? So the next logical question follows is, what is your lack of emotional maturity? I don't want to say you. I'm going to say me. My apologies. <laughs> what is my, what is the impact in my life of my emotional immaturity, my unwillingness to be able to see and empathize with myself and love myself, my lack of fully healing those old wounds, my lack of an ability to regulate myself, my disconnection from my purpose and dissociation from the sharing of my gifts, what has that been costing me and what's the effect on my children? This is a very wise question for us to ask. Because on the other side of that, well, first, first thing is, why don't I ask myself those questions? Well, because it's incredibly painful to take responsibility. We'd rather give up that responsibility or bury our heads in the sand and just let our fears run our life because I'm afraid to go back there. It's scary. I don't want to deal with that. I'd rather keep going and just binge watch Netflix and stuff my feelings and do numb myself. It just feels safer. And what happens is we dissociate and disconnect further. And then all of a sudden, children, children are brilliant. They are amazing bullshit detectors. Them acting out often is a response to your incongruency and inauthenticity. They just want the truth. They are very intelligent. In fact, teenagers especially are amazing bullshit detectors and their reactivity often is to our bullshit. 
I remember teaching to a group of teenagers and the second that I would try to pretend to be like in control I would lose their attention and focus the second that I dropped in and just was honest all of a sudden they were paying attention to me and I was like holy shit this is when I started doing talks and they were like hey Dr. Nima you're really inspiring could you come and speak to this these high school kids I'm like sure I've never done that before of course so then I start speaking my usual Dr. Nima hello look at me I'm so intelligent and they there they would just like they would glaze over they're like huh this is boring whatever there was no connection but then I would notice that I could feel it I'm like these guys are totally not buying my bullshit so then I just dropped the act and I dropped my talk and my presentation and slides I forgot about that and then I just started sharing stories that were actually true of my kind of discoveries that I would make on my recoveries through anxiety through divorce through all of that and I just spoke frankly to them from here all of a sudden they didn't have any problem connecting with me and I realized something instead of pointing fingers and blaming kids it's wiser for us to look at our kids and as feedback barometers to our authenticness it's wiser for us to look at our partners here's another one it's not just kids your partner your partner if you're being inauthentic and you're covering yourself or you're hiding from your feelings your partner or whoever you're dating can feel that in you and they're responding to your lack of authenticity I'm not this isn't about victim blaming or, or this isn't even about blaming I'm just introducing you to the concept to start looking at the people around you you're the opposite sex your children your partner and the way that they're being with you is a reflection towards how you're being with yourself and when you can take that on you then stop codependent you then stop delegating the self-love that's your responsibility I can't love myself so it's your responsibility to love me and you just aren't giving me the love that I want I don't feel adored I'm not feeling your adoration it's time for you to step up and make me feel loved that's a really good sign we share this with our clients is that what are you feeling from them I'm feeling abandonment I'm feeling I'm feeling uh, not important great what's the question you ask where are you where are you not important to you where are you abandoning yourself How, what are you feeling from them I'm feeling abandonment great turn the question around where are you abandoning you they're abandoning you great who's abandoning you I'm abandoning me good this it these are some wisdom nuggets to help you with emotional regulation which is the new black which is the new skill that nobody really taught you that nobody really put together in a concise way so that you can then be the author of your own life rather than having unconscious complexes run drive the you've been listening to the trigger proof podcast designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world which is nervous system regulation becoming trigger proof doesn't mean trigger less it means learning how to regulate ourselves 
to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds. Anytime there's reactivity, there's a wound. And if you're curious and inspired to learn more, join us at Breathwork and Badassery or the Overview Experience and a combination of both actually helps you do the work. There's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time. Bus. Carl Jung said that until you make the unconscious conscious, it will run your life and you'll think it's fate. And there's no better way than to expose your unconscious mind than to be very curious about the triggers that have coming up that have been coming up for you over the last last forty days. Fight response through my upbringing, bringing volatility and stress to my kids and my personal relationship. Both kids have, have anxiety disorders. Marnie, I see you and I appreciate you. Specifically for you and anybody else, Wednesday night, 5 p.m. to 8 p.m., I'm doing a training for my clients. And I've opened it up for others who are now wanting to help disconnect, help their children that are anxious and disconnected. I'm just wrong the link there for you. You're welcome to join us. There's a uh, there's an investment of I'm not sure 250 US. It's a three hour training that's for my clients. These are this is the people that I'm like. What do you guys need right now? Like my kids were clashing. They're all anxious and I'm not able to help them. I'm like, all right. Do I ever have a training for you from somebody? who has no business giving parenting advice. I'm not giving parenting advice. I'm coming from the perspective of a child whose parents have extreme anxiety and who I've been able to heal that after my last relationship breakdown, realizing that, shit, I got to take responsibility. I moved back in with them and started to work through these for th three months. Ram Dass says, if you... If you think you're enlightened, go spend a week with your parents. Well, I spent three fucking months. I moved in with them. And I nipped that fucker in the bud. I'm not saying that we're, we don't get on each other's nerves. We do. But I broke that subordination. I was able to actually see my dad freaking out on me and was able to transcend that old wound of feeling victimized by him to now see through him, hug him through his rage and move him to a puddle of tears and myself literally feeling like that scene in Skywalker in Star Wars where Luke Skywalker defeated Darth Vader I literally had that moment and I was like oh I get it so on Wednesday I'm actually helping super moms like yourself Marnie who want to then make a contribution to their kids anxiety why by taking responsibility that aggressive approach fight response through your upbringing to go and heal that so you can smooth out your edges and by smoothing out your edges really see yourself and then be able to be a contribution to your kids rather than pawning them off not that you do this I'm not blaming you or anything rather than pawning them off to a doctor giving them a label 
and putting them on pills and often the mother or father will be like oh yeah you know our kid has this anxiety thing it's been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder and poor kid is on pills in other words I'm not it's not my fault but I can't really help those kids because I can't lead a kid where I haven't been you can't lead your children where you haven't been so Wednesday night 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Pacific time is for parents who want to learn the art of emotional regulation so that they can actually heal the part of themselves that their kids are bringing up and take responsibility not responsible for them but responsible to them by leading by example and parents are now realizing that I, if I want to help my kid I gotta be the change how can I expect the child to love themselves because that's really what anxiety is is I don't love and trust myself based on my past based on my wounding I don't love and trust myself that's really what anxiety is and so and, and the trauma that and the lack of safety in the body as a result of not loving and trusting yourself if I I want to help them by taking on creating that environment in my own body and then leading by example that's what Wednesday night is for it's for my clients but I'm opening it up to the community we have about five spots taken and I want to help anybody who really feels called to take responsibility and take on the work and to move into making emotional regulation be the new black so that the kids can look and go wow I gotta handle my on my own stress because I'm learning by watching mom because a child can only be regulated as its parents let me say that again a child can only be regulated as his parents and so it's time for us to help lead by example and this is a very meaningful quest for me it makes my heart sing because I'm about to be a dad and I know for a fact that whatever trauma that mother is going through right now while this child is in its embryonic stages is going to be downloaded and has an impact on his health and his levels of stress and safety within his body for its entire life starting now so this message that I'm giving you is extremely meaningful to me and it's it comes with the very personal um, meaningful purpose because now it's not just something that I teach for my clients and just to help on their healing journey this is now personal it's I want to create a community that's what this group is this group is a community of people dedicated to taking response ability over their triggers instead of becoming reactive they're becoming response able able to respond by taking responsibility for healing the past wounds that we've been distracting ourselves from that all of this coronavirus pandemic is bringing up now's the time so I'm really excited for for you um, if you're coming for for those for those uh, that are watching that are gonna be joining me on Wednesday night it's gonna be so much fun and here's the best part of it it's my own medicine that I'm probably gonna have to watch when my kids a teenager 
So it's not coming from a judgmental place of, I'm, I'm going to teach you parenting skills. No, no, no. You're going to become a better parent as a result of healing those wounds. Like I asked this question earlier. Imagine your parents took on the healing work and healed their own past traumas. How would that have impacted your life? What would that have done for you? So this Wednesday night affair that we're having together in the community, in my group of clients and some guests, is for those who are ready to do it. So are you ready? What I'd love to do, kind of, <laughs> that is bloody awesome. Marnie, please join us. Don't, no more excuses. I know you've, you know, we, we've, we've gone a little bit back and forth. This is the answer for you. I'm just going to tell you, this is it. You can't absolve yourself from the work. You can't keep, I'm not saying you, Marnie, I'm saying we, we can't keep pawning it off and hoping that it'll go away. Now is the time. So this is really, and here's how we're going to do it. It's going to start off with whatever anxiety or challenge your kid is bringing up right now. We're going to identify the feelings this is bringing up for you and go back to your younger self that they're probably mimicking. In my experience working with parents like this, it's usually the exact same age that they're at. It's weird. It's pretty spooky. And what we've noticed is when people then shift the dynamic with their younger self, they have empathy for their younger self, they show up and they're able to have the most authentic, vulnerable conversations with their kids that they've never been able to have before because their kids have been waiting. Stop trying to control. Stop trying to control me and just give me the real you, mom. Give me the real you, dad. This is what they've been wanting. Stop playing a role. Take your fucking mask off and be real with me. We're deathly afraid of that. That's what your kids are trying to do. That's why they're so anxious. They're anxious because of a fragment a disconnection from themselves that's mirrored by their parents' dis disconnection of themselves. It's not a genetic disorder. It's a learned behavioral adaptation. And it can totally be resolved. We're watching it happen. We're watching it happen every single day in our program. And so I want to expose you to the work, to those who, they're not, you're not clients, you, but, but you really are dedicated to entering this conversation and making a difference. So I really would love to encourage you to grab one of our last spots and join us. I promise you, you're going to leave there with a, with a game plan, with a strategy of helping them. And it's got nothing to do with them. That's the interesting part. You're going to help them by helping you. You're going to create you're going to give them the greatest gift of all, which is a parent who's self-loving. They're responding to your lack of self-lovingness because your lack of self-lovingness is causing your reactivity and your need for control over them. And it's unsettling for a child to experience that. They want you regulated. They want to feel safe around you. If you don't feel safe around you, they can't. So this becomes the priority. 
that's how you that's how we break the cycle we have clients in our program literally breaking the cycle of intergenerational trauma so I'm gonna leave you with this one little meditation right now I'm gonna get you to get comfortable putting your hand on your chest and your belly you're gonna get connected with your breath if you're thinking about what you've been challenged by lately maybe it could be your kids maybe it could be the uncertainty I want you to connect with the fear of it and to grieve with it I want us to learn how to get connected with our feelings of suffering and the way that you suffer the most is not is to not suffer well enough is to not give yourself the space to join yourself in the grief connecting to the breath taking a deep breath in and surrendering the exhale Connecting to sensation and asking yourself, am I safe in this moment? Noticing the amount of tension in your face, your shoulders, your jaw. And as you notice it, surrendering the exhale and observing why at this time it makes total sense that you're feeling so stressed. Can you put your hand over that alarm in your body and say, I love and accept myself for feeling this stressed. I hereby give myself permission to express all of my grief, my sadness, my loneliness, self-judgment. I see why it makes sense to feel this way. And as you realize that, relaxing your shoulders, can you observe the obstacle that you're working towards, working through? Can you acknowledge yourself and really see yourself from a bird's eye view? With compassion, maybe even giving yourself a hug and some acknowledgement finish the sentence I acknowledge myself for I acknowledge myself for stepping up and leading during a time of great uncertainty I acknowledge myself for stepping up and going the extra mile for the clients that we absolutely are privileged to work for I know I, I, I acknowledge I acknowledge myself for really stepping up and working really hard to help my beautiful fiance who's pregnant self-regulate and make while making while not abandoning myself that's an art there's an art to doing that by helping her without abandoning myself in the process I acknowledge myself for doing that what do you want to acknowledge yourself for write it out in the comment section what do I acknowledge myself for at this moment can you write it out and give that to yourself and now go to your children and acknowledge them for something even though it's been difficult what do you want to acknowledge them for and you first put the oxygen mask on you and then go and acknowledge them and notice 
the power you have to co-regulate others when you make self-regulation a priority. Emotional regulation is black. It's the one skill that will make you a fortune, teach you how to become better at loving, have others feel safe around you, and have you be able to experience presence, understanding, authenticity, and self-love. The things that are the most important in your brief, short span of life here that I'm bringing to your attention as a nudge to make that your number one priority. And if you're called to join us and join the party, you are most welcome. You will be greeted with open arms on Wednesday night. That experience of feeling seen, that experience of understanding that, hey, I fuck it up sometimes. And see another community of people go, hey, I fuck it up too. Right? Not to make you feel guilty, but to actually empower you. Because the greatest gift that you can give your child is a self-loving parent. Let me know what showed up for you. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. And follow that link and just join us. Just throw caution to the wind and email me afterwards and let me know exactly what your intention is. And I promise you we're going to do everything we can to help you get there. See you at the next perfect time. Namaste.